Hopefully I'll be able to stitch these bits together in the app on the computer because um, phone calls have interrupted me. And I'm not sure if this app will work if I put it on airplane mode. I should experiment with that next time. Oh, 10, 10 a.m. That's a manifestation portal, if ever there was one. So yes, yesterday I was deep in meditation. I was deep in agreement, deep in protection. I was deep in healing work. I was deep in my witchiest of witch powers, which is healing my own embodiment, healing my own vessel, healing directly my own wound with intuitive medicines, with ancestral support, with spiritual support of my family, friends, and community. I healed yesterday, all day, while I was holding space, while I was affirming and supporting the Leonine efforts of Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. And, and I was also holding up Anita Hill in remembrance and honoring and sanctification in the way that she wasn't back in 1991. I, I, I've sort of gone back and tried to right that wrong in my own personal understandings because surely if I had known the truth of her experience back at that age, I would have stood in allyship with her. I would have had I been in awareness, but with the eyes and ears of a child, I did not have the awareness. And that's, that's okay. That's a grace. Wherever we go, whatever we do, there we are. And when we look backwards and see someone else's choices with the clarity of our own understanding in this now, even if it's our own choices, we are looking with eyes that we couldn't see before. We're looking with eyes in the back of our head. We're looking with stereo vision. We're looking with higher perspective because automatically, if you look beyond your own two eyes, you add another dimension to your perspective, which brings you up, brings you out of your flesh space, brings you out of your materiality into the quantum, brings you out of your choice into the choosing. That's what it is to do that. So... <sighs> that's where I am transparently transparently I am in a healing space I am transparently in a bathtub <laughs> straight up transparently I am in a bathtub Transparently, I am in a bathtub filled with healing medicine. There's a lot of different remnants of essential oils because, um, as is my strong Grandma Mary medicine way, I use every bit, every sacred drop um, I capture in the gleaning. And so what that looks like for me is every season when I build my um, large uh, bath salt tub, when I uh, um, fill it with uh, healing salts and minerals and uh, plant material limpia I put um, a lot of ash in there I put a lot of bentonite clay uh, baking soda um, uh, regular salts pink salts um, uh, um, you know like Himalayan or, or, or different regionalities of trace mineral salts um, 
And then, of course, the Epsom salts, that's the majority of the volume, is the magnesium that my my system so desperately uh, needs to run effectively. Um, I think every human system needs more magnesium. That's personally my recommendation. That's why I eat so much chocolate, and that's why I use so much Epsom salts. Um, so that's where I am. I had to, I had to be in the tub with this medicine because it has all my essential oil bottles. When I mix it up, I put all of the bottles. And so it is like the hair of the dog, you know, it's a little bit of everything. It's general grace. It's detoxification by, uh, intoxicant. It's inoculation. I expose myself to a broad spectrum of material, um, triggering elements in order to transmute them in the body, in order to learn how to transmute them. And also because I speak this only that I may release it, this body has experienced autoimmune dysfunction. In other words, my immune system has been previously misaligned to such a degree of discord, to such a degree of self-attack, disillusionment, lack of self-worth, as so to go after its very self-nature, as to attack the me-ness, the, the we-ness, the, the joints and integumentary tissue that holds this system together. I, I have suffered that assault because of the wounds in my consciousness, the wounds in my psyche, expressing into the physicality, expressing into the materiality. That is what I have experienced. And so I'm speaking this now in order to release it because... I declared several months ago that I wouldn't allow my own emotional stressors to cause physical illness in the body, right? I, I did cry that out. And I've lived beyond that declaration. I've lived the truth of that declaration. In my experiencing, in my memory, there has been no illness or disease or disorder in this, in this flesh, even though I've been assaulted repeatedly heatedly with personal, physical, emotional, spiritual assaults in the past several months since that declaration. So I believe in the energetic power and sealing of my own word. I do believe that. I, I assure you, I believe that with my deepest self. So this wound, this injury, this pain that I'm experiencing it has been a puzzle to me. It's been a mystery. It's been a question. I've been exceedingly curious about this wound, which is nice because curiosity keeps it out of the um, deeply tense wounding space if you keep the curiosity light. If you keep the curiosity light, it doesn't wound you further with its anxiety of not knowing. So yes, I've been asking questions of this wound expression for years and years and years and many lifetimes since Jacob warred with God all night and all day. Yeah. It's like the jawbone of an ass. Yes, it is. Right. <clears throat> so there is messages coming through from this wounding. And me being in the water makes it more simple for the currency to flow. The word could flow if I could exit my self-consciousness enough, my self-awareness enough to allow the flow to happen. However, there is still some self-awareness that's stoppering this flow because of the recording device because of the knowledge and the self-awareness that there's judgment here still there's judgment here there's doubt here and so i say again lord i believe forgive me my unbelief 
Lord, I believe, forgive me my unbelief. Abba Benili, I believe, forgive me my unbelief. Sintolo, I believe, forgive me my unbelief. Great Spirit, I believe, forgive me thou my unbelief. Heavenly Mother, Earthly Father, Sister and Brother, Uncles and Cousins, Aunties, Aunties, Aunties or Aunties, Tia Tia, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all of them, we say, we believe, forgive us our unbelief. I believe in the freedom and the wellness and the wholeness of my body. I believe in the optimal function of the flesh. I believe that the human has the capacity to heal always within themselves. They need only lean in and ask themselves for the medicine. What is the medicine? Where is the medicine? Where do I reach out my hand? Because as soon as the hand is reached out, as soon as the mind reaches out, as soon as the awareness shifts focus toward healing, you lean, you fall like the Nesti plunge easily into the arms of Naniwaya, easily into the waters of Sintolo, easily into the light of Abba Benili. You fall. Surely you fall. It's easy to fall for the enemy's gate is down. Surely you fall. It's easy to fall for the enemy's gate is down. You need only surrender. You need only let go. You need only release. Tis our clinging what burns them so. Ha! Okay, so, yeah. Um, so that's a trauma and a releasing all at once to allow um, the witnessing of the dock flop breath. When I was a small child, very small. Some would say maybe even too young to have to learn how to swim or to ought to have known how to swim. I was often under the direct guidance and care of my older brother who had a lot of mental health issues and personal traumas himself. And he subjected me to um, what he called lessons, swimming lessons. 
water safety lessons. And mind you, this person's 10 years my senior. So in my remembrances, in the age of three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, however old I was before he finally um, left the house to go uh, begin military service, um, he was my tutor, my guardian, my guide, and his methods were uh, torturous, to say the least. Um, my older brother's name was Frank, and he would often drag me to the bottom of our 10-foot deep swimming pool and hold me there for ever-increasingly longer moments of time in his claiming to um, strengthen my lungs and make me a stronger swimmer. That was his claim. However, I experienced it as deeply torturous and fearful for the lessons were never planned in advance. It was always a sneak attack because he assured me that that's how drowning happens. You get surprised by a piece of kelp or a uh, unwieldy tide or a person who's flailing and reaches out for your help. He assured me that I wouldn't know when I needed an extra long breath and so I should always have one with me no matter what. And so I learned to carry that extra breath deep down in my pelvic bowl, deep down in my, in my lungs of my womb, deep down in the aeration of my fat like a camel. I carried all of that buoyancy to help me climb up the 10 feet of water bearing down on me. I kept oxygen with every bite of cake I snuck behind my mother's back. Uh, I filled those buoys with oxygen. The camel bit him sometimes. When I was flailing and reaching out and clawing for the surface, sometimes I scratched him till he bled. Sometimes I kicked his nose so hard it rung his bell. Every once in a while I got a good shot in. And I do have 10 foot deep lungs. I do, and for that I'm grateful. Because when someone else knocks the wind out of me, man, can I still scramble. Man, can I still flail and fight and claw and climb. I don't need another breath to filibuster. I don't need another breath to climb, to scratch, to beat a man bloody, to rip out his testicles underwater and shove him in his own fucking eyeballs. I don't need a second breath because my abuser built 10 foot deep lungs. His name was Frank Douglas Smith. He abused me and he prepared me for other abusers like Joseph Tafoya, my next door neighbor, my best friend's older brother, the one that came after me and my sister in the same goddamn bed, a story below my parents sleeping easy. He was the first awareness of Sintalo. 
He was Sintelow's blackened carcass burned up by the patriarchy. He was the vestigial penis of Sintelow that was bitten off in the 10th generation. We're all victims of this construct and it doesn't matter whose injury or trauma was worse or came first. All of the trauma is rising and being spoken up. So if you abuse your position, you will fall. That is this new world. That is this new place. That is this new darkness building underneath our bright light. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. With our dispassionate gaze, like the magnifying lens in the hand of a young boy, frying ants on the mound of Naniwaya. Scatter boys, we don't need you. Men! Divine masculine, the sacred male, will be allowed to remain. Boys, no, 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 no. For if boys will be boys, then boys will get the fuck out. If this is the way boys are expected to behave, they won't be allowed in our presence. They are desecration to our existence in that behavioring. They deny their own divinity in those actions. They will not be allowed to be boys in that way with us. They will be cast out. Period. The end. Period. The end. Period. The end. Period. The end. There is no pause here. And no, you can't win it back the next time around. All are cast out. There are no half measures. There are no good enough to get along. There's right and wrong. And the wrongness is cast out now and cannot dwell under the light. Cannot. Must not, will not, does not. Well, that was a flow. I did not expect that to happen. Um, that was what we call a volitional, as in um, outside my direct plan or will. I was planning to talk about body grief and wound and tears that flow. And instead I went into full on shamanic ceremony that brings in the channel and the DMT expression. So that's super interesting. Um, maybe I need a poolside chat instead of a fireside chat if this is the power of expression that's going to flow through um, in this materiality. <sighs> yeah, but now to what I had planned on saying. Um, there's some deep wounding here in, in this hip, leg, groin area. Um, up to this point, it always had been kind of like an interior... Um, like, right, like, kind of where, um, if on, on a women, um, like, panty line area, kind of in the center, um, 
those big ligaments. There's been a lot of surgical repairs and radiation treatment there and stuff. So I have always experienced my wounding on that interiority. And this time it's all been on the back, rear, side, upper hip of the pelvic bowl, like directly connected to my psoas. Or um, I was speaking with my sister and she mentioned my ACL. And she's like, it goes from your knee all the way up to the side and that kind of made sense because my knee was really bothering me last week like a great deal and so if it is a rebuilding and a, and a correction very often I experience it in the balance of the organ or the joint um, the repair work I get activations in the opposite side or in the balance because um, you know the human is vaguely symmetrical not symmetrical but balanced we're balanced in our bodies um, and we uh, we strive for more balance. That's how our systems run is um, in that seeking of balance. We're constantly out of balance and trying to get back into balance. So, um, wow, what a good meditation on Libra season. <laughs> Libra is the, you know, the scales of justice, which again, you know, hi. What are we talking about? Supreme Court, wound, healing, justice delayed is justice denied, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, so... At any rate, this wound being active on the exteriority of my leg and hip joint and my psoas has been quite interesting um, and distracting, frankly. It's limited my function. It's got me trapped in bed again, which was right after I was talking about my releasing of my grandma Barbara being bedridden and how I feel like in a lot of ways I'm escaping her life karma and life path by getting out of my own sick bed. Um, so all these old stories, when I mention them, it's like they set up little camps in my body and decided to, like, have a party. Um, so, anyways, I was in meditation this morning. And I was doing just the lightest of tactile exploration, right? I had had some coffee. I would had some medication, um, turmeric cinnamon, anise, um, black pepper, sea salt, coffee, um, dairy, sacred cow medicine. I still commune with dairy, my um, ancestral medicine. Um, I uh, had, what else was in there? Anise, allspice. Um, I said cinnamon already. Yeah, all that was in my coffee beverage, and then I had a little bit of cannabis in the morning, and along with some mouline um, <clears throat> from Medora, and I just felt into the wound. I started in the um, interiority, familiar area, and then I moved over to the outer hip area, um, where my thigh bone connects into my pelvic bowl, that band of ligaments and muscles that um, are really, uh, well, they've been through a lot, let's say. And I was just very gently pressing with one or two fingers, kind of um, not even really circling, but just sort of applying gentle pressure along the different areas of musculature and ligaments. And there were several points where I pressed and there was a discomfort but not a deep pain but when I pressed it an upwelling of emotion and tears just poured out of me that just exploded right out just started pouring out of my eyes 
and my breath was taken away. And I just started weeping. And it was just from a single one or two finger pressure on one part of my wound, you know? And this tears just released. And it wasn't hurt, it wasn't pain. It truly was like a releasing. And so then I took another breath and I was guided to move the hand and fingers again. And there was more exploring and more curiosity and some of it was more comfortable than others. But again, I felt this connection with a single solitary point. And, and the fingers went into the wound and this upwelling of tears just burst out of me like, like, a, like an anemone that had gotten poked. It just, it just burst these tears out. And then again, it eased. And then again, the fingers moved and found another wounded place. And again, the tears just poured. And they poured into the silence of the early morning, where they often were. They poured into the silence of my own ears, for I wouldn't even cry out. And now they're pouring into the waters of my bath, again in isolation and aloneness. And while I'm recording this, no one is directly bearing witness. No one is hearing the cry tuned with the breath. No one is here to receive the gift of the air from my lungs. Not directly. And so I have to trust in the water cycle medicine that it truly does carry every particle away and disseminates it on a quantum level so that every breath is my breath, every water is my water. So every heart cry I cry out for every victim and every medicine I send out for every healing and every water I lay in is the tears of my sisters and brothers who were equally wounded and desecrated. All I did was put my finger in the wound because of my own doubt. I'm just like Thomas. So why, why can I not see the body of Christ transformed before me? Because I haven't shifted my gaze. And because the doubt keeps making me poke the wound. The wound can't heal if I keep poking it with my doubt. Lord, I believe. Forgive me my unbelief. Bring me faith to not poke the wound. Lord, I believe. Forgive me my unbelief. Give me faith to not poke the wound. Abba Benili, I believe. Forgive me thou my unbelief. Give me faith to not poke the wound. Abba Benili. My great spirit, forgive me. My doubting spirit, forgive me thou my unbelief. Give me faith that I might not poke the wound again. And allow it rest to heal. Let me not speak of my doubt again. Let me not affirm my doubt again. Precious Abba Benili, sacred Sintalo, 
Give me strength for as above it is below. and I don't even know if I'm going to be able to send it to Mark. I have to listen to it back and pray about it because it's very... <sighs> it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot. <sighs> yeah, I am. Um... But I will say because I believe I will see you again regardless if it's in this message or another. I'm going to say... Chukma Chupisela Chok means hello. I will see you. For we Chickasaw have no word for goodbye. Broke down, thought that I would drown Hope that I'd be found For I hit the ground Sunday's at the corner of my eye Yeah Saw you weeping, saw you creeping Saw you sneaking in the shadows Long, the fear so strong Saw you at the corner of my eye